This is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Wednesday. Good afternoon. I'm Lana O'Connor with Red FM's news podcast. An ambulance took over two and a half hours to arrive at a life-threatening emergency call in Cork last year. Figures from the HSE show also an ambulance took at least 90 minutes to get to 28 similar calls in the second half of 2020. We spoke to David Hall of Lifeline Ambulance Service, who says the new figures are alarming. An ambulance took over two and a half hours to arrive at a life-threatening emergency call in Cork last year. Figures in the HSE show also an ambulance took at least 90 minutes to get to 28 similar calls in the second half of 2020. 282 of the calls took over an hour between June and the end of the year. David Hall from Lifeline Ambulance Service says people in the private sector would lose their jobs with a record like that. I think if I was contracted to provide services to the HSE, I would strongly suggest I would no longer have a contract. If this wasn't a provider of by the state this level of service or this uh, response and treatment of humans and treatment of citizens and saving lives uh, wouldn't be tolerated in any other jurisdiction in the world. Uh, we've a long-standing neglect of the ambulance service by the health service executive. 50 new jobs have been announced for Cork. H&MV Engineering are opening a new regional office in Little Island and are expanding their design team over the next 12 to 18 months. The company are specialists in high-voltage engineering services and say they expect Cork to be a main hub supporting projects across Ireland, the UK, Europe, the Middle East, Asia and Africa. H&MV have an existing relationship with UCC and MTU and say they'll be engaging with graduate and work placement students from the new office. Meanwhile, Cork-based software firm SmartRoot say they will double their workforce for the second year in a row. The new jobs will be across a range of business development and software engineering roles. The company designed systems to allow businesses to manage their delivery operations from start to finish and also say they plan to expand their operations in the UK. The five biggest stories in Cork today. This is Red FM's News Extra. Starting with athletics in Cork, athlete Aoife Cook says qualifying for the Olympics is a dream come true. The Balancholic native won the Cheshire Elite Marathon on Sunday in a time of 2.28.36, nearly a minute inside the Olympic qualifying standard and a new personal best of four minutes. And Cook told Red FM Sport that it still hasn't really sunk in. Yeah, I think I'm still in the phase of, of being on Clyde 9 at the moment. Um, like the amount of messages and calls and everything I got like Sunday evening and yesterday um like you know i I, th- I think i haven't had time yet to kind of sit down and, and really just let it sink in so i'm just in uh yeah definitely cloud nine, nine phase at the moment in football the second champions league semi-final kicks off tonight the last season's runners-up paris saint-germain host manchester city kick off at the parc des princes is at eight in racing willie mullins trained five winners at punchestown yesterday and he's represented by favorite album photo in today's feature at the gold cup the big race goes to post at five to six in all there are eight races on the card at the kildare track the first is off at 340 Get the Red FM News Extra podcast wherever you get your podcast or on redextra.ie. Owen Corrie, journalist, author, broadcaster from Air and Travel Magazine, joins me by phone. Owen, good morning. Good morning, Neil. First up, why did JWT go bust after 60 years in business? Largely COVID. Um, they have they spent the last year paying out refunds, as a lot of travel companies have, and getting no income in. 
So they uh, struggled through. They were also in a dispute over an insurance uh, scheme. Most of your listeners have been very familiar with continuity of business and the problems that businesses have claiming. That dispute is ongoing. But their licence was due up in May and they needed to be covered by the bond to make sure all their customers got protected. So yesterday they called it a day. And do they not get pandemic payments that might have kept them afloat, no? Yes, the CRSS has been keeping people, the employees are about 35 of them all on, and the PUP, but that doesn't cover refunds. That doesn't cover this notion, this business that you've taken money off people. They're all looking for it back. Sometimes you have to go through the expense of uh, relocating it once. A lot of people transferred their uh, holiday bookings forward and then discovered they couldn't take them. Were you, were you saying that by and large their customers would be older? Is that right? Very interesting. Their demographic will be the oldest in the business. The reason is that Joe Walsh built his empire on pilgrimages. Some of the listeners would be old enough to, to remember when you, if you were flying to Spain, you'd stop in Lourdes and offload people first and then fly off to Spain. But when the, Joe Walsh died in 1995, iconic figure, not just in travel, but across Irish consumer culture, it's a very well-known name. They sold the bucket and spade business, all that family stuff, all that Mallorca, Canary Islands, onto a company that eventually became Tui, Ireland. Oh. And the family the three sons kept the pilgrimages. Yeah. There are about 35,000 pilgrimages out of Ireland every year, Neil. They're still important in travel. But as you might imagine, they're, you know, they're being scaled down. That's another thing that contributed to it. Things like the, the charters from Kerry that would have been a regular every year. They're more or less at an end now because the numbers have come down. But there's still 35,000 of them. They're an older demographic. It's a complicated process getting their money back. It's even more complicated if you've pushed forward a pilgrimage book for last year to 2021 or 2022 and uh, it's going to be quite interesting because a lot of it is done by group leaders, by diocesan leaders, the Catholic bishops. Yeah. They don't issue very many uh, statements about travel. They issued a statement about it last night. Getting the refunds back to people is going to be way more complicated than with a tech-savvy audience. Just on the latest announcement that we're expecting tomorrow, because uh, quite an amount of your concentration in business is um Irish travel within the country, isn't it? Um, we're looking at, we're looking at inter-county travel after the bank holiday weekend in June. Would you go along with that? Oh, the domestic uh, market is really on trepidation here, and I'll tell you why, Neil. They um, were expecting some sort of summer, like obviously there'll be displacement, people who cannot travel. They expected a reasonably good home holiday summer. They did have a good one, but it was short, and it also was problematic. Uh, we have the capacity for bouncing an entire county or a part of a county in and out of lockdown at very short notice. So they're leashing awfully not holiday destinations, they got no notice. Donegal got 72 hours notice. So all the business owners of Ireland and will be looking at the proposals, maybe June, and more likely July, everybody's thinking August, we're definitely moving. But what happens if you've hired the staff, if you've gone into all of the, uh, the infrastructural stuff about table spacing and hand sanitizer and entrance and one-way systems, and you're now told you can't open, haven't gone to that expense. But he'll tell us tomorrow, surely. Well, they can tell us when we're, when we're scheduled to open. But the real issue, uh, the confidence issue that the industry has to face is, will we be told at very short notice the numbers are going the wrong direction in a particular part of Ireland and they, um, you, you can, your entire, uh, your, everything you've invested in is now shut down 
and you're refunding everyone who's given you money. Don't forget to like and subscribe to get Red FM's News Extra Daily.